Today's show is brought to you by Hotels.com. Shop with Hotels.com now to take advantage of their great hotel deals, as well as save $30 on select hotel stays of $250 or more when you go to usehotels.com slash chicken duck and use the code LISTEN30 at checkout. Some terms apply. Hey folks, this is Casey with Saturdays with Chicken Duck. I have a bonus episode for you here that I recorded last night at my guest's house. I tried to record this episode last week, did a phone call from my hotel room. Uh, just didn't, uh, the sound quality wasn't the best, and I don't think either one of us were very happy with the quality. We, we kind of got off topic of uh, exactly what we should have been talking about. And the episode that I recorded with my guest over the phone will be available on our Patreon account. If you go to www.patreon.com slash chicken duck, That'll be at the $15 a month level. Check that out. Make sure you check our website out, chickenduckpod.com. We got some merch on there. If you go to cafepress.com slash chickenduck, uh, we got some neat pins, chickenduckpod.com. And if you enjoy the show, please review us at iTunes. It really helps us out a lot. So I, I think I had a good conversation with this guy. I know when people that know me personally think the name Casey Shearer, they don't think, boy, that's a good conversationalist there. But I think I did a pretty nice job. This guy was nice enough to invite me over to his house, and he was actually on his way down to Daytona Bike Week. He's going to be performing at the Orlando Harley-Davidson this coming weekend. So without further ado, my guest this week on a very special edition of Saturdays with Chicken Duck is stunt motorcycle performer Cole Freeman. When I figured out that you could do a wheelie like that, I was full bore. His name needs to be kept alive forever. Bottom line. All right, guys. So this is Casey with Saturdays with Chicken Duck. Going a little out of my comfort zone here and out of the basement. And I'm sitting in Cole Freeman's house in St. Charles, Missouri. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for uh, having me. And uh, we tried to do this the other night. We had a nice conversation. I just don't think neither one of us really liked how it turned out. Yeah, no, it was it wasn't bad or anything. We just you know just kind of got off track there, probably. Right. <laughs> As all my fans know on the show that uh, they I went to the Evil Knievel Museum a couple months ago. I traveled for work. Since then, I've just been completely obsessed with. Evil Knievel and everything Evil Knievel. I came across your name since I, you know, I've been getting into like all these stunt motorcycle jumpers. And what do you think it is about Evil that draw people to him? Like, because like I've been completely obsessed, spent hundreds of dollars on Evil Knievel toys and cane and all kinds of shit. It's just yeah, I mean, he was a legend. He did something that nobody else had the balls to do, and he was just a, a pioneer, man. Like literally facing death and cheating death and you know legitimate gladiator like 
modern day gladiator and he just he wore it well he mixed the elvis with the american like <laughs> badass superheroes so it just kind of i don't know man he did a good job he was the best self-promoter ever in the world oh like, yeah uh, i mean in my mind like i i think he was probably the best promoter ever yeah well when i went to the museum you, you know you learned so much and i had no idea that uh, like he was the first person that there was ever a, an action figure made out of like a, a live person like he was the first first one it's crazy how much how many facts there are behind his life <laughs> and the stories like ah oh god he just i think johnny knoxville said it best fast faster and disaster fast fast and disaster fast faster and disaster yeah <laughs> and uh, just the whole um gonna, i'm going to go for it you know no matter what there's people standing here, I'm going, you know, so I've just taken like what I've learned from him basically and put it to, you know, this day and age just to give this day and age the same kind of, th you know, like these kids need to know who he was, you know, and they don't like they don't know about him. He needs to be in the school books, I think. <laughs> yeah, my uh, I was with my buddy the other day, Zach. We were with this uh, younger kid and the only reason the younger guy knew about him is because Post Malone sings about him in one of uh, he mentions evil knievel's name in uh one of his songs well shout out to post <laughs> for paying attention to evil knievel and loving him so that's pretty cool but no yeah that whole younger generation i mean that's kind of like my goal is like keep his legacy alive while building my own and just keep it true daredevil spirit like what he did you know cheese wedge ramps and just don't do much to your bike just kind of go for it no phenomenal <laughs> you know see your pants like <laughs> So, uh, how did you get into evil? Like, uh, where did you, cause you're, you're, how old are you? I'm 33 now. So, I mean, I just growing up, you know, I was just a, I was born a daredevil. So like, it was just in my blood basically. And I just didn't know it yet, I guess, you know, I didn't get a motorcycle till I was 18, but I damn sure knew who evil Knievel was. You know? <laughs> and I kind of got brought into it in a different way. So like. We had this potential TV deal with Discovery Channel, and we filmed for it and stuff. It was called Heirs to the Dare, and it aired in, like, 2011, I think. But, you know, my teammate, Jeff Schneider, uh, he started jumping, I want to say 2005, so he kind of, like, held my hand through it, you know? I wouldn't say hold my hand, but, like, he gave me a lot of knowledge, I guess, behind it, like, just from listening to him. Like, not directly, like, oh, this is what you got to go do, just, like, you know, when that Heirs to the Dare thing came out, it was like, let's go see how this turns out. You know, let's go rebuild the ramps and get this thing off the ground again because he hadn't jumped since probably 2007. So, you know, it was 2011. I, I'm pretty sure it might have, he might have done it. I don't, I don't know the dates on his last jump, but it wasn't, he didn't do it for that long. So the fact that he came back and did it again, you know, to do this TV stuff, like, I was proud of him, you know, and I learned a lot. I got to see how the ramps went up and, you know, the whole process behind it, redecking them and stuff like that. And It's a lot of work, you know. I think I've redecked those things four times. In a while, <laughs> so <laughs> it's not easy, you know, You when you redeck it. I, I started painting mine so they were like red, white, and blue, had stars up the middle, red stripes down the sides, just make it look, I don't know, evil can evil sure. kind of and just in my own way, you know. Uh -huh. That's the whole idea is like, 
trying to change it a little bit. That's why I don't jump an XR750. You know, I'm jumping an XG750 and a Roguelide. You know, like, who else jumps a Roguelide? Who's dumb <laughs> enough to do that? You know, like, everyone I talk to is like, dude, that's a bad idea. You're going to end up dead or paralyzed. Like, well, here we go. We're going yeah. for it, you know? I've shown a couple of uh, older guys that I know your videos of you jumping the Roguelide, and you're, they're all like, wow, that guy's got skills. That That's talent to be able to do something like that. I just, dude, I, I don't know. Just crazy. I love it. It's, it's out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you said you got your first bike when you were eighteen. Started yeah. riding at eighteen. Yeah, it was a ninety, ninety two or ninety three, Canatuna tuna seven fifty. You know Suzuki Katana. I used to call it a Canatuna. but uh, yeah, and it was basically. My dad didn't really want me riding, so he was on his way to Sturgis and. I pull up on this bike and he's like, "You little shit!" Throws a w- a chain and lock around my wheel. I wake up the next day and there's a chain and lock around my bike. Like, so he was gone for Sturgis. He didn't want me riding while he was gone. You your know? dad so, rode my motorcycles, but he didn't want you riding motorcycles. He just didn't want me riding the week he was gone in Sturgis. Oh, okay, you know, like he didn't want me learning on my own or whatever. Yeah, you yeah. know. And, Long behold, he's got a daredevil stunt, <laughs> <laughs> professional stunt rider, you know, like now he's like, I, I mean, I don't know, like he's proud of me now. It's awesome. You yeah. know, he's like, you're going to end up in the motorcycle hall of fame yeah. and it's cool. It's cool to hear your dad be like proud of you and seeing that you're going to make something to yourself like your dad, like, cause at first she was like, you're never going to make a dime doing this, you know? And then mm-hmm. the, literally the next day, a $10,000 check from Harley oh, Davidson motor company showed up and he's like, holy <laughs> shit. You know? And it was like, it was cool. So yeah. being able to make a career out of this is, is awesome. But I think really it's the passion behind it that drives me and, and seeing the look on the kids faces. Like for instance, this background on my phone, like, Look at that kid's face. Yeah, nice. You know, it looks like he's looking at a superhero, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, that, that's awesome. Man. That alone was just, I don't know, I just, I feel like I can help get these younger riders into it, you know? Mm-hmm. These younger generation, I feel like I can get them interested in motorcycles if that's what companies are looking for. Like, I know what to, I know what to do. Yeah. You know? 18's your first motorcycle. You start riding at 18. So when did you decide that you wanted to start uh, doing the... Stunt. I was doing dumb shit immediately. <laughs> I just was like, let me try to stand up on this. Like, let me sit on it weird. Like, I was definitely one of those idiots going down the highway, just sitting on your tank, not doing anything cool. You know, like, I was that dumbass. But that's how it started. You know, everybody started that way. You know, just like push yourself a little bit, you know. But when I figured out that you could do a wheelie like that, I was full bore. I was crashing literally every two seconds. Like, I literally didn't care. I went through so many motorcycles the first summer that I learned how to stunt ride, which was in 2007 is, like, when I really learned how to actually get into this. And that was the year Evil died, so it was, like, I don't know, it was kind of weird. So I just I've always had a connection there, I guess. I don't know. I feel like I'm deeply connected somehow, and... He always just went for it, you know, yeah. and I've always been the same way, just like going for it. Yeah, some of those, uh, like when you watch those videos, man, and eight after the crashes, and he's like, he has to get up and address the crowd, even after he's just broken so many bones and shouldn't be walking. It's just incredible. He was superhuman or an alien or something. <laughs> when did you decide that you wanted to jump uh, 
900 pound road glide i mean i always wanted to jump just because like i like adrenaline i was a firefighter medic for five years you know like i i enjoy adrenaline like i do like i really love it so it, i mean it came to me i was on my way home from i think i was on the, i want to say i was on the way home from florida for sure and i knew i was going to go by the ramps so i called wayne Strickland, he's the one that started ill conduct. And I said, what's the only way that you can jump a motorcycle and not ride Evil Knievel's coattail and impress people? And he's like, you jump a roguelike. You know, like, and I, I knew what I was going to do. So me calling him and him saying it, he confirmed my idea. And I'm like, that's it. <laughs> how did you know what I was thinking? You know, like, how did you know what I was thinking? So that was really how it happened. And it just like, I knew that I wanted to do my own thing, but pay homage, you know, mm -hmm. pay my respects. Sure. I think he needs to be, his name needs to be kept alive forever, bottom line. Yeah. Like, and I'll do whatever I can to do that, you know. That's like, awesome, man. So I know we were talking uh, the other day, too, about some of these guys claiming that they've uh, beat Evil Knievel's records and stuff on uh, certain motorcycles. Yeah, I don't, I, I, you know, unless you're using his ramps. Like or the a, a mock up of his ramps and, and bike, you know, without modifying it, I just don't. That doesn't. It's not the same. What is why use such a uh, why not use a wider ramp? Like, what is the? You don't need it. It just seems so sketchy. You that. don't need it. <laughs> it's supposed to be sketchy, you know. Like, hats off to Pastrana for what he did, and this isn't a dig at him or at all. It's just like his ramps were way mo more modern than, you know, they have belly in them, different angle, they're wider, they're longer, like a lot more room for error. Mm -hmm. So I'm not taking anything from Travis, but it's just not the same, you know? And I sure. don't think that's what Travis was going for. I don't think he was going to mimic the same thing. I mean, a lot of other people said that and played it off that way, which I don't think that was Travis's intentions, but there's other daredevils out there that, <laughs> you know they claim to break records of yeah. evils and really it's yeah i mean uh, they're using lighter bikes and faster right i mean I'm yeah, not, i don't 100%. know i don't know one thing about motorcycles so it's just different it's like comparing a dirt bike to a, a harley it's just different you yeah know? so it, i don't know it's these guys have like completely changed their bikes basically you know different frames different suspension instead of dual suspension it's monoshock and different front ends on it lots more travel it's just not you know he did it with three inches of travel and straight yeah. beach bars basically <laughs> like moto racing bars like i i don't know stock xr 750 bars like look at them dude they're not they do not look comfortable <laughs> like wow. i mean they probably are a little bit but not for like i don't know having moto bars just feels you're just over the bike more maybe i don't know but yeah that man is an absolute animal. I mean, you see the artwork over there on my walls. They're both signed by Evil, and, you know, a buddy of mine, Doug, gave them to me. It was a good friend of Evil's as well, so that was pretty cool. Nice. And so I got the cane over there, you know. Yeah, I got the – I ordered the cane as soon as it uh, went online. I think I have number 12. Good old Lathan. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's uh he he seems to be trying to keep the legacy alive with everything that uh, he's got going on there at the museum. He's done so much for 
the Knievel brand and the name and it's I mean he's done so much for that legacy it's amazing and I've hats off to him man I have so much respect for that guy uh, I mean and there's a lot of people behind the scenes that are helping too you know and it's like like Marilyn Stump she's awesome like I know she does a lot to help out and uh, yeah there's just a lot of good people keeping this alive Mike Patterson's another one you know over at Topeka Harley mm-hmm. he's the owner there right yeah historic yeah. Harley he's I think he might have a partner I don't know how you know structured mm-hmm. but, you know business wise but yeah uh, he's he's a good guy and you know, we'd like to get out there sometime and perform with, you know, do some stuff out there. We got some big ideas for this year. You know, it's just getting money behind it all is not easy. So it takes it takes a team to do everything. It really does. So, you know, getting on track to to do some bigger stuff and getting some sponsors behind it, you know. So it's not easy, but if there's a will, there's a way, you know. Sure. Um, I know you, you mentioned that you have uh, something with Harley – in the works is there any you can talk about that at all or well? just been neg- trying to hash out a negotiation with them and you know we finally have come to an agreement just waiting on you know to sign the dotted line basically um so yeah some good things to look forward to there and you know building a relationship with them and trying to build new riders you know and i feel like i have a good program to do that with the right money behind it and the right support we can really get a really legitimate rider base built you know and get some new customers in there sure and uh, i'd like to do some r&d there to build some of my own bikes yeah. <laughs> one day you know like i, I have a lot of good ideas like yeah some cole freeman custom marley's yeah i mean just you know just some throwbacks yeah, that'd be cool yeah, like I said, I've never, uh, well, I told you the other day, I've been on a motorcycle one, two times. At Once at the Harley, uh, or at the Evil Knievel Museum with the uh, the jump, the 4D jump there that Doug Danger filmed. And uh, one other time with my buddy Jimmy from the podcast when he took me to the bank on uh, the back of his motorcycle. So, I don't know, I'm thinking about changing that maybe sometime in the future, but I don't know. It's exhilarating, man. It's like freedom, like literally. Once the wind starts hitting you in the face, like you don't think about anything else going on in your life other than you having that bike between your legs and what's going on ahead of you. <laughs> like <laughs> it's honestly like, and and that's kind of like with the jumps too. It's like time freezes for a second in midair, but it's over really quick. It's I, I don't know. It's crazy. Like especially the close calls. Those are man. Like I don't know. That's yeah, crazy. I saw the uh, the jump that you did at the cow palace or uh corn palace right yeah that one was yeah that seemed a little sketchy the landing seemed a little sketchy there yeah i had a 14 mile an hour headwind all day and literally like even doing my speed runs right before going to the top of the ramps and you know going for my life you know once i go to the top of the ramps after that i'm going so you know the flags were blowing and then i literally halfway up the ramps they stopped blowing like dead stop and I'm like, oh, shit, this is going to hurt, you know. Like, set in my helmet, this is going to hurt. <laughs> like, held on, though. I don't know. It's crazy. I, I knew I was screwed. And I was like, dude. And that was, uh, that's the longest jump so far, right? Yeah, on the road glide. On the road glide. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, we've spread them ramps out pr- quite a bit on that XG750, you know. And like, we've hit over like like right around 109 feet basically you know when where where you're landing at yeah so uh, you know we've done some pretty good ramp gaps and i don't know it's been fun we've just been trying to change it up and 
you know, push the limits on some different motorcycles that aren't really built to do this at all. <laughs> so, like, just kind of giving the people what they want. That's what I'm trying to do. So, what do you have coming up? You're you're on your way to, you're actually in the middle of packing for uh, Daytona? Yeah, we're going down to Daytona Bike Week, and we're going to party with Orlando Harley-Davidson for a few days. And show times are this, well, this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we'll be riding at a, uh, one, three, and five each day, and then Sunday, just a one and three. That's at 3730 37th Street, Orlando, Florida. That's pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, Orlando Harley, they, they throw a good party every year. We're just, you know, we've usually been booked up in, in uh, at the Speedway, and Harley changed their plans this year. Uh, it was pretty last minute for us that they let us know that we weren't going to be at the Speedway, so... We had to change up our plans, and thank God that they, you know, gave us an opportunity to come down there and entertain people because that's, I mean, that's what we're really good at, you know. Sure. Yeah, I've seen, uh, I've seen all your, well, most of your videos on uh, YouTube, and it's definitely entertaining to watch. Yeah, there's the man over there behind the camera, Chris. Cameraman Chris. Cameraman Chris, that's him. Nice. Chris, you should come in here for a second. And jump on this microphone. I just, uh, I just followed you on Instagram not that long ago. Come say hi to everybody. Your name. My name's Casey. Nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you. I was just gonna sit on your lap. <laughs> Is that all right? <laughs> so uh, you're the you're the guy behind all the uh, photography and the the footage on YouTube. Yeah. So the the video of the road glide jump that you said that you watched, I I put that together. I filmed that, and I thought I watched my friend die. <laughs> it was pretty gnarly because I I grew up jumping dirt bikes and stuff like that. I knew in my head when he was over the the landing, the top of the landing, the safety aprons, that. I, I basically said out loud, oh, shit, like, I'm about to watch this guy die. And he hit the bottom of the ramps, and uh, I knew I just had to keep the camera on him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, it, it kind of freaked me out. And the guy next to me was taking photos. He said, did you get the shot? And I had, I had just stopped recording, and I said, man, holy crap. I just, I, I, would, I didn't know what to say, so I just kept saying, holy crap, holy crap. And I turned the camera on to record again. And I can hear myself as I'm scrubbing <laughs> through the video. Oh my god! I almost just watched my best friend die. Like it was scary, man. It was pretty. Yeah, scary. it's pretty sketchy. Are you gonna maybe spread the ramps a little further next time? That's Mother Nature, dude. That was but all Mother Nature. It, it blew you that far forward? No, it's like the wind that? stopped blowing. I was going three mile an hour faster, so the three mile an hour changes everything. Wow. Yeah, I was doing fifty three. I might have been doing like 54. <laughs> it's just, you know, like that was my target speed and I was hitting it, you know, on the speed runs and I just did the same exact thing. Like it, it just, yeah, the wind stopped blowing, man. So and once that headwind disappeared, like, you know, I had already adjusted my speed. I was halfway up the ramps, you know, the shot's already been fired. I was screwed. Like I can't let off the gas. So nose dive and flip over the front end. It'd be bad, dude. Like, you just got to stay on it and, like, hope for the best. Yeah, and uh, I imagine that if you would crash on with what you wear to jump, it wouldn't uh, feel too too good. What's wrong with my blazer? <laughs> no, it's a nice-looking blazer. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I mean, all you look for good looks. While, while you're no, there's no safety <laughs> equipment behind that. I mean, yeah. that was my first ever jump right behind you, and I'm wearing a T-shirt and oh jeans. Like, literally, like, no idea what I was doing. Just went for it took my speedometer off took my front brakes off and i was like 
just hit these ramps. Let's spread them out. Let's go. <laughs> Sounds like I'm going fast enough. Jesus. So how do you, uh, what do you do to, to prepare for a jump? Like do a shot of uh, wild turkey like uh, evil? Um, no. <laughs> Got my own ritual. <laughs> no, I just, um, I usually give myself about an hour before the jump. Just kind of get my thoughts together and call my family and stuff, you know, tell them why I love them. And, Wish the wish me the best. Let's, you know, I'm going for it. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like uh, I don't know. It's the same thing every time. I've got a purple heart that I jump with, and then that FaceTime call, and then you know, the biggest part of the ritual is uh, Sheila Diane. I call I call Yellow Wolf's mom every jump. She says a prayer with me. So that's like that's that's probably the, the that's the key to all of them. You know, I've I haven't missed one phone call with her. Nice. She's prayed me for every jump, and we've landed safe for the most part every time. <laughs> you know, like we've had some sketchy ones, but <laughs> you know, had a couple, couple crazy ones. That one practice one out in front of North Carolina. Oh my God! <laughs> it was a seventy foot gap, and I was just trying. I was just trying some different stuff. I felt like like sitting down while coming off the takeoff, and then standing up. I stood up for the first one, and the second one I was sitting down, and it didn't fly the same. <laughs> like, I came up kind of short, and it twisted in the air, and, like, when I hit the safety apron, it's, dude, it, I've got it on video. It was pretty gnarly, but it's in, it's at night, the videos, so you can see the sparks coming from the fr the bottom of the bike when it bottoms out. Like, it took chunks Jesus. out of the ramp. Like, it was, it was super sketchy. Like, I don't know anybody... They could have saved that. I feel like somebody was with me. <laughs> I had an angel because yeah. there's nobody that could save that, and I don't know how I did. I was just holding on. Like it was. Is, just, uh, is that on YouTube anywhere? I don't what think I've put that one on YouTube. No. I've got it right here though. Took notice too in all your videos that your ramp is your trailer. Yes. Right? Did, is, is that? Is, did you custom build that or? Uh, Jeff had it custom built in 2005. Oh, okay. And then it's been either sitting in kansas or on the road ever since and now it sits here and either sits here or goes on the road so that ramp has stayed pretty busy it's, i mean i know it's been staying busy since i've had it so it's been good uh yeah here we go we're getting close sorry i'm going through my phone to find this video no, it's, fine, it's totally worth it because uh you're gonna get to see what i mean oh yeah here it is chris don't you have the full one that's not cut down what's your uh instagram chris that everybody can follow you at cameraman underscore chris make sure you follow him he's got some good uh photos on there yeah, you're gonna want to watch that a couple times jesus so if you slow it down you can see how twisted the bike was. <laughs> oh my god! So, real time. <laughs> you went both ways. Yeah, it, it does like an S. <laughs> yeah. Left, right, Jesus bottom out. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I think I was going like sixty-four miles an hour. And so that was just like where was that at? North Carolina. North Carolina. So you get to North Carolina, set up your. Yeah, I usually the, don't do practice jumps. Really. No? I just usually set up and. Yeah, just I don't go really for do it. Practice jumps. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just feeling. Uh, I don't know. I just wanted to. <laughs> but you did it like three times. 
And then you almost wrecked, and then you did it once more after that. Oh, yeah. After I almost wrecked, I was like, I got to go again. I can't just go off on that note. <laughs> you know, like, either we're going down or we're going to land it smooth this time. And it was real smooth. I, we had figured it out. It was, it was, that was the longest I had spread the ramps at that point in time. So I think I was 75 feet for that one. And I was just like, man. History Channel is going to be filming this. Like, I need to. I oh, that was for the the one. Yeah. For the History Channel. Is yeah. that the one coming up that's going to be on? Yeah, March 17th. 9 a.m. Eastern time. Yep. yep. So, you uh, guys can catch Cole Freeman doing some crazy stuff on uh, on on the old boob tube, you know? It's The show is going to be called Toy Makers. It's on at 9 a.m. on, uh, I think, Sunday morning, March 17th. So, set your DVR. Yeah, and then it'll be on FYI as well. I, I can't remember the date on that one, the day after, so March 18th. But yeah, so we've got some cool stuff in the in the works. You know, we're we had this thing come up in Canada. That, you know, they want me to possibly jump something up in Canada. So they got a hold of me, and I don't know. They asked me to send them some stuff, so I sent them some videos and some pictures and they're like this guy's perfect for it. you know he's good on camera he's is that uh, for tv or uh, i'm sure he wants to get tv behind it but i don't even know nothing's signed you oh, know okay, until yeah, something's yeah. signed i don't know sure they're just they've shown interest so that doesn't you know until it's signed then yeah um but yeah it'd be a cool one it'd be something totally different i don't think anybody's really done anything like that before so it'd be pretty cool but yeah there's there's some other stuff, you know, we're working with the city of Sturgis to do a jump over Main Street for the opening ceremonies, so that should be pretty badass, you know, get some good press out of that, and yeah, just uh, show people what I love doing, you know, and just try to spread the ramps out every time. That's what I wanted to ask you, for that, uh, the road glide jump at the Corn Palace, uh, how far did you say that was? I ended up jumping a hundred or uh, ninety-nine feet, ten inches. Now, is that how far the ramps were spread, or is that where your bike, where you landed? Yeah, that was That's where, where you landed. Yeah, right. So, from, how far were the uh, the ramps spread? Uh, that was a fifty-foot gap, I think. Sixty-foot gap, sixty-foot gap. Yeah, that makes sense because thirty-something feet down the ramp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you landed way down that ramp. Yeah, it was not <laughs> planned that way. No. Yeah, I don't remember what the gap was. I, it was 26 hay bales. 26 That hay was bales. the gap. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that I know. Big hay bales, not like little squares, like no. the big round ones that you can't move by yourself. Yeah. You have to have heavy machinery. Yeah. Because when they were setting them things, that was crazy. I was like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> like, these things are 12 feet high. <laughs> So, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, the gap was 26 hay bales. 26 hay bales. It might have been 29. Was it 29? I think it was 26. What are are some of the other things you've jumped? Uh, We've done some trucks. We've done... Mack trucks, right, you told me? Uh, No, that's one we want to do. You know, we would like to just um, duplicate the... 10 Mack trucks probably on the road glide. So, <laughs> be a 100 foot gap. Yeah, that would be a big jump. A 100 foot gap. So, I'm pretty close, you know. Pretty close to that. Because they are pretty wide. Well, you They're not 10 feet wide, but by the time I've got my safety apron up and everything, it'd be a 100 foot gap. Yeah. Be landing at like 110 feet, probably. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, it's a big jump. Because, I mean, I think the widest a truck can be is like 
was 102 inches or something like that on the road. I don't know, it's something like that. I can't remember exactly. So still pretty, you know, when you put 10 of that together, it's still yeah. pretty wide. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's as long as, the, you know, the money makes sense, we'll go for it. You know, we're talking about breaking some records this year of some people that claim to have them, but we just got to get the money behind it, you know. Sure. I'm not going to jump for free. No. Just hurting everybody in the yeah. industry if you do that. Oh man, it's the craziest thing you'll ever do. <laughs> it's 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 the best it's feeling. The, I won't ever do it. So. <laughs> it's the best feeling, and at the same time, it's like it's it is nerve wracking. But I love it. I cannot. Yeah, I can't even imagine. What yeah, there's a lot that goes through goes through your head at that point. It's yeah. Yeah, I I forgot my purple heart on one jump, and that really that messed me up. I was nervous. I got on the microphone in front of the whole crowd. I was like, anybody in here <laughs> served in the military? <laughs> like, a bunch of people raised their hand. I'm like, anybody got a purple heart? And all the hands went down. Like, <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know, that was a nerve-wracking one. I was worried, but it went real smooth. And, and honestly, right before I took off, I had met these firefighters a couple weeks prior down there in Dallas, and they pulled up in the big, in the big tiller truck, you know, with the guy that steers on the back. They pulled up. Right, right before my jump, I mean, right as I was like going, and I saw him, and it just gave me this like, I don't know, dude, it was a good feeling, like brotherhood, you know, like, mm-hmm. like they were there for me, so it was uh, felt a lot better, <laughs> felt a lot better about that jump. So that changed everything, dude. It landed that smooth. It was perfect. It was a cool jump. That you were a firefighter, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Firefighter paramedic. Yeah, so now it's like I was a hero once and I'm trying to be a superhero. No. <laughs> well, you're 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 doing it, man. Trying. It's fun just, to watch. It's fun. I love it. Just uh I definitely miss the firefighting, but this is definitely my calling, you know, to entertain people. So maybe one day I'll go back to, you know, working on an ambulance on a fire truck, but I think I'm good for a while. Yeah. Well, you're definitely uh, entertaining to watch, man, and I appreciate you talking to me. And, yeah, dude, and I wish the other guys would have come on. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll have you. We'll have you call. Uh, like I said, I told you the other day, Jimmy gets a little nervous when uh, we have uh, interviews to do, and uh, he doesn't like doing homework for on people. He says, "You, you should hear all the shit that, like, uh, we had Scott Truax on. Uh, he, you know, Bob Truax built the X2 Sky, Sky Cycle, and then." Uh, Scott built the one that Eddie Braun took over the canyon. Yeah, and uh, Jimmy's like, I, I don't understand why the fuck we have to talk to all these people. What what the fuck am I going to talk to a rocket builder about? <laughs> he's, he's losing it. Huh? Well, yeah. Maybe I'll give him some trouble when I talk to him next. Yeah, that would be fu- that would be good. Give all your plugs real quick before we. Uh... Yeah, man. Big shout out to Bell Helmets and. Cameraman Chris, Danny Prey, and AJ Solke, you know, Brian with Grease Ink Mag, uh, everybody that just helps out, man. Like SNS Cycles, yeah, Dunlop Tires, SNS Cycles, Clockworks. I mean, we, we've got a lot of people helping us out. So it's been, it's been uh, definitely a long road, but a fun one. It's been a good journey, man, and we're excited to keep it going and you know, pave the way for some new stuff, you know, trying to, it's trying to keep the sport alive and praise evil Knievel for what he did, you know, but yeah, follow us on Instagram, ill conduct, Twitter at Cole Freeman, and then ill conduct, I L L C O N D U C T. 
But yeah, it's uh, a pleasure to be here with you guys, or have you guys <laughs> have you here? You know, I mean, yeah, I appreciate. Thanks for it, coming man. all the way out. And uh, Daytona at the well, Orlando Harley Davidson, right? March fifteenth yep. through the seventeenth. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, we'll be all over the place. So just keep up with our schedule. Just go to our our website. Chris just got a new website going, so we should be having that up pretty soon. And uh, it looks really clean. So. Cool. If you guys need websites or photography or video, this is your guy, man. He is legit. <laughs> like, wait till you see the videos he does for us, dude. It's insane. Yeah, they're, they're, it's good stuff. He's, and it's one cameraman, and he doesn't send it anywhere to edit it. He does it himself. So it's like, it's literally like a twenty-man cameraman crew. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I've seen I've seen some of the videos, man. It's good stuff, and you're definitely entertaining to watch. And uh, oh, we make a good team together because we're entertaining to party with too. <laughs> Well, I hope everybody checks uh, Cole Freeman out down at the Orlando uh, Harley-Davidson this weekend at uh, Bike Week. And uh, thanks again, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. I appreciate you guys. And uh, let's do it again. Absolutely. So sweet, I feel like Cody. I wake up, rinse my mouth, fucking Cody. Thirty bottles, yeah, the bill is on me. Been living fast, no, I can take it slowly. Man, my life so sweet, I feel like Cody. I wake up, rinse my mouth, fucking Cody. We on a battle, we ain't getting no sleep. We turn the hotel lobby to a party. I'm whipping the phone when I can't whip no beetle. I rock that sailor around over a beetle. I like the song like I'm Eva Knievel. But it don't mean nothing without all my people. When I step up on stage, hand up to the sky. Every little thing I do, they always analyze. Get that bitch a little blood and she come alive. Started dancing on the table like she had a mind.
sleeping, we ain't sleeping, we ain't. We ain't sleeping, we ain't sleeping the night. We ain't sleeping, we ain't sleeping no. Pour that drink, cause we ain't sleeping the night. 